Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is The Burning Stars. It was written by David Conyers, and it can be found in Terrors from Beyond. I am your game master, and this is episode two. A recap will be given by Dan DePolis as his character, Guy Randall. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Dan? <clears throat> Dirk and I woke up in a military hospital in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. My head hurts like hell and I don't remember anything. With us in the room were a group of clients I later found out we were contracted to work for. Real ritzy, Rockefeller type by the name of James Sterling. Kind of guy you don't want to piss off, like maybe buy your apartment building just to kick you out of it. He was there with his hired muscle, Sam. You got to be careful with guys like that. You know, Sterling's got a team of lawyers good enough to acquit Albert Fish. His daughter, Donna, was also there. She's a sweet gal, a little willful, but she seems like a good kid. She brought along her friend Amy, a reporter by trade. Still getting a read on her. <clears throat> Anyways, a doctor by the name of Alan Kelly told us we were all found wandering the hills west of Port-au-Prince. Doctors repeatedly tried to figure out what happened, but we kept passing out before we could recall anything. What a trip. I can't shake the feeling that there's something terrible I can't or won't remember. Something that's still out there, waiting. We've got to start putting this puzzle together. We got lucky and figured out that we all have rooms at the Olufsen Hotel. Dirk had the forethought to store our key belongings in a safe deposit box at the hotel. Turns out our rooms had been ransacked. Some papers in the box filled in a few blanks. Dirk and I have been assigned to help Mr. Sterling find his boy. Evidence seems to put him here in Haiti. Turns out this Sterling guy's a real hot shot son of a bitch. Runs a real tight ship and money's the name of the game. Some reports we found suggest he might just be a treasonous son of a bitch. I want to get out of here in one piece, so I've got to be real careful what I do with that information. After trying to piece together what we could from the papers we found, the damnedest thing happened again. We all blacked out. I don't know what's going on here, but we need to start talking some precautions. We've started noting the time periodically, so we know how long we were out for. I can't make heads or tail of this, but Dirk always taught me to focus on the facts, so that's what I'll do. So far, our leads don't make too much sense, so we might have to separate them out and work backwards. We've got a set of isolated clues to connect so we can find this kid. This is shaping up to be our toughest case yet. All right, thank you, Dan. So you guys are all in your room. You're pondering what's been going on. You have shared some of the information that you had. And I believe that you distributed the guns, or have you kept yep. those? Yeah. There was some gun distribution in that I have one of the 45s. Uh, Mr. Sterling has a 38. I don't know. I don't think we gave the girls guns. I um, bed and just said, hey, this is what we had. Um, so don't you find it curious that we were placed in the hospital for being in some kind of altercation or fight, but all the guns were in the safety deposit box. Was yeah. the word firefight used? 
Yeah, yeah, there was some sort of conflict that they heard up in the hills. Right, the only thing that would be loud enough to really hear are either gunshots or explosions. Yet we still have all your guns. Well, it's possible that uh, we could have been wandering those hills for some reason and been fired upon uh, unarmed. Maybe we weren't the ones firing guns. I mean, uh, uh, that, that, that notebook uh, with the, the leads on it, it, it mentions uh, a cult, <laughs> whatever that entails. I mean, maybe we should see the tarot reader next. We found one in, we found a tarot card in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, that fucking tarot card still lying in the corner over there where I threw it. <laughs> Well, if, we were in a, if we were in a firefight, at least one of us would have gotten a hit. We're all fine. So I'm guessing that they weren't shooting at us, or if they were, it was from either really far away or with really bad aim. Another thing to note, this gun in the box, and I'll, I'll, I'll show my 45. I'd know this gun anywhere. This is my trusty 45 that I'd used for years. Meaning that my guess is, is that for some reason, uh, we thought we needed to store our guns somewhere safe, not just the, the PI's guns. Um, didn't didn't some of, someone get a newspaper? From downstairs. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, I did. Um, can may I look through the newspaper? Sure. Um, did okay. you actually get the newspaper, or did you just check the date? Um, I think I grabbed it with me just so I could like go upstairs and and like point at it. Okay. Um. So, Amy, you look in the newspaper and doesn't take you long to realize that this is today's newspaper so everything in it is today's news uh, we'd have to go okay. somewhere and get a back issue how long how long did that doctor say we were, it were a few days space we got here on the 23rd didn't we well. so so we should get every Every newspaper between the 23rd and today. And look. Do our uh, steamer tickets back to New York have a have a date on them? Um, Uh, steamer tickets. It's on board like the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the cannard line. Canard line. Yeah. We're not loud. I have all my sheets sitting here. Because I'm, I'm just um, thinking like 
I don't know. We'll say we'll say that it's for like two weeks from now. Oh, okay. So there's no uh, chance for us to welch out on the on the investigation, at least not for two weeks. Anyways, we're uh, we're burning daylight here. So if we want to go and check the newspaper, I think we should move sooner than later. I don't want to miss time again. Yeah, I'm sure they have back issues, maybe even here at the hotel, sitting behind the counter. I also think it might be a smart idea to uh, to go to the the embassy here and see if they have recommendations on other hotels. That's true. And also, actually, I just realized something. There's a possibility that if we go there, they might have a record of when exactly Jack arrived here. Possibly, yeah. Um, we would also be able to see exactly when we arrived here. So, I, With right. the, the date on that journal, we know it was at least the 23rd, but it could have been slightly sooner. Someone would have had to like, stamp his passport or something, right? If... That would have been the it was the, the official uh, ways of, of entering employed. Then yes. What do you think, boss? I think that's a brilliant plan, Sean. Thank you. So we either go to the embassy. Or we work backwards from Guy's notepad with some of the leads he found. Well, maybe uh, maybe me and Guy go to the embassy and uh, you guys go follow up on one of the leads? No. Do we really want to split up? No. No. Because okay, because we should all stick together, and if we have two private eyes together, aren't you behaving less efficiently? I'm all about efficiency here. Do you want to keep an eye on us? No, it's just that you know what you're doing, and you know what questions to ask. And if you're together, we wouldn't know what questions to ask. He's got a point. He's paying us to work with him. Haiti's a dangerous place. I don't think, I think we should make sure that we maintain our numbers here. All right, well, let's go downstairs and try to find some old copies of the paper. We might not have to go far. My name's Pitt and I don't know shit. <laughs> what am I paying you for then? <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Um, so you guys, uh, you head down the stairs, and um, uh, there are, in that same place, there are, uh, it's a stack of papers. So as you work your way down, there are a number of older pieces. Uh, not all the way back, not very far back, but, you know, a couple days worth of newspapers. Um, who wants to look? Well, you yeah, maybe hand them around. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead, Amy. All right. So Amy's looking through, 
Uh, Amy, do a uh, spot hidden roll. Ooh, no, I did not pass that. And that's okay. a lot of luck to spend. Yeah, yeah, don't spend luck on that. So you, you're you looking through, but you're, the paper you have doesn't have anything. Anybody else? Yeah, I'm also looking through the older editions. Go ahead, Guy. Uh, do a spot hidden. I may as well do as well. I'm keeping a lookout. I don't trust any of the staff. I rolled a one. Oh, very good. So, um, you're what the pro, uh, the newspaper you're looking at is the progress, uh, uh, the Haitian progress, that's what it's called, and it's in both French and English. Uh, and you find this particular page. This is from October 28th, which is a, a couple of days ago, a few days ago. Foreigners feared dead, Port-au-Prince. Residents in the foothills on the eastern outskirts of Port-au-Prince reported a group of whites marching into the hills late last night. Shortly thereafter, gunfire and screams were heard. Locals reported finding human remains, but the police investigators found only blood-stained grass and bushes at the supposed conflict site. Samples have confirmed the blood was human. Despite the lack of any bodies, locals insist that the victims were assaulted and killed, but by whom they would not say. The U.S. Embassy has received no reports regarding any missing citizens in or around Port-au-Prince, but they did say they were continuing to investigate the matter. So I sort of, I imagine I kind of read that to myself first, and I'm thinking, oh, there was somebody okay. else. There was somebody else. James, come here. Look at this. Right. So there was gunfire, but we didn't. We had all our guns here. But this is saying that, they, that that some of the locals say that there were others with us. I don't know. Well, that's what I was going to say. Was if there was gunfire and we weren't injured, it's possible that we were only the witnesses to a civilian massacre. Another thing to Perhaps. keep in mind. And there's a reminder, there's a tarot card, an advertisement, same lady. Another thing to keep in mind, though, is we don't have all our guns. I normally always carry my 12-gauge pump with me, and there's no sign of that. Oh. That changes things. Wait a minute. Did we... I'm pretty sure that we had all that. So uh, there is a takedown shotgun that, that we've got from that safety deposit box. Yeah, that's no. It was from uh, it was the from your and Dirk's uh, suitcase. That was mine. And and Dirk also sh should have brought a twelve gauge as well. Yeah, where the parts was it only a one? So I mean, theoretically, maybe it was mine. But then where's his? The point is, there's still a missing shotgun. Well, here's here's how I look at it. Okay, if we were there unarmed. It's possible we were invited by someone. I think we might have been invited by the government. That's how they picked us up so quick. What? What makes you think that? Well, look at it this way. They're ruling Haiti with an iron fist, right? 
Okay. Perhaps we were in the clearing with the government troops, getting a lead from them or something. And then either they were attacked or they attacked someone. That's how they got us. I'm not so sure. It's a little, it's a little thin. Over at the military base, they seem kind of clueless and baffled, if you ask me. I mean, I don't know. I was kind of out of it. Maybe but the, maybe uh, I could have gotten a better read on them. The embassy said that they weren't aware of anybody that's missing. Do they not know that Jack is missing? It, it oh, did my. say that they were still doing an like ongoing investigation. Well, unless one of us told them, then they wouldn't. They wouldn't know about it. But why well, wouldn't we have told the embassy? Didn't we, we have a card? James? Uh, we, the, the business card is for uh, the uh, Medwin. The, uh, yeah, we had his card, the, right? The, ma the major that, you know, uh, he came in and then was essentially like interviewed us to see if we were mentally competent to leave. Well, we could certainly ask the embassy. I, I think that's smart, especially since, you know, government buildings uh, have a tendency to close earlier. So, you know, I mean, a tarot reader, we could probably go in the evening once the sun is set, whereas the embassy probably closes at like four or five. Yeah. And let's hold on to that card, because what if this card matches the tarot reader's set? Yeah, I guess I'll carry it, boss. Gives me the willies, though. Well, thank you for shouldering my burden. Anything for you, boss. No, let's find Jack. It still worries me that the locals were claiming that there was somebody else with us and that that person was killed. But there wasn't a body found. No body, no crime. And then they said they human, found... Blood. Human blood. And we, we don't have any wounds. No, we weren't that banged up. Well, who's to say? Like, we need to find more clues in order to figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot we just don't don't understand here. But what would you like to do? So did you want to go to the embassy? We can... I think we should. See about that. I mean, there's a good chance that we haven't told them yet. I mean, we could have immediately arrived in Haiti and ended up tied up in this mess and hadn't had time to really do any proper investigation yet. Maybe. Well. All right, so if we all go, we can... Do we have anywhere else that we can go if we want to split up? Well, we've got... Um, <clears throat> so we've got the matter of figuring out who Baron Lacroix is. I feel like maybe a Marie Jerome can also help us with that. It seems like something that she might be aware of if she's into local spiritualism. Mm -hmm. She's the tarot reader. Uh, we have leads pointing towards Dr. Northeast Anthropologist. Got the ADS National Laboratory. Uh, and we might have been looking up, we might have gone to that uh, Pardon, was that a national laboratory or library? Library. library. Oh, okay. We may have been looking up those 
matters of uh, voodoo and that Ashanti cult, the flooding horror, star pools. That might have been what we were doing there. Okay, well, let's just head over to the embassy, ask, and then we can all go together to the tarot reader. Yeah, we'll take care of what's going on at the embassy together. And then I think since we, yeah, we keep blacking out and losing consciousness, maybe, yeah, splitting up wouldn't be a good idea. I also think that uh, you should drop a line to your uh, business, Mr. Sterling, to find out if your son was here on business. Right, I would be able to send a telegram back to the offices. Sure. I don't mean to speak out of turn, boss, but you might also want to wire for some more money. All we have is the three hundred dollars. Of course, more money than I've seen in my life. Of course. The um, I mean, there is a bank of Haiti, and currently the currency here is american dollars right okay so all right so uh i'm sorry what are you going to do first we're gonna go to the you guys are gonna all go together i believe so oh yeah you said american embassy mm-hmm. all right so all right let's um line out the specific line of questioning that we want to do here what are we looking to find out at the embassy uh, when we checked in. Okay, and I think we should look in to see if there's any record of um, your son arriving here. I think we should right. ask about Jack first, because the second we asked him, when did we check in? Then we're going to have to go and explain, like, oh, we hit our heads, we're missing memory, and that that, that opens up a, a whole can of worms. So I, I think we should ask about Jack first. Right, we don't want people taking advantage of us. No. No, sir. Yeah, when did he arrive and did he say anything about what business he was here to attend to? Okay. All right. So you um, you cross town fairly easily um, towards the center of Port-au-Prince is, of course, where everything is, the palais and various things. As you are, as you are traveling, um, you pass... A very, very large cemetery. Um, you can see that the uh, sign on the front of the cemetery is uh, oh, the cemetery, the Grand Cemetery uh, de Haiti. So uh, now it's an interesting because you've never seen quite a cemetery like this. It's all uh, built-up graves, mausoleums, um, and things like that, with little pathways going between them. Uh, it's almost like a little little city of the dead. Um, at the same time, it's very colorful. People have painted the, the, the mausoleums in bright blues and oranges and greens and reds, and there are flowers and candles all over everything. And there are a lot of people mingling in and out amongst the graves. Um, do a spot hidden. Regular success. I got a one. Hard. What the hell? Who got the one? Me. Uh, Amy. 
I'm going to do Amy because that one is great. Um, Amy, uh, for the other people that passed, you do occasionally notice people dressed in fancier clothes, but they're colorful sorts of clothes. But Amy, as you're going <laughs> along and you look out the window, there is a man that you see as you're passing by who is dressed in a uh, black long coat and uh, rather formally he has a cane in his hand and he has a large black top hat on his head and you swear as you pass by that he's looking right at you as you go what's strange is a second later, you're farther on. It's a, it's a very large cemetery. And you're, you're looking at it and thinking about that. Do you think you see him again? And his face is very white, but it's obviously a, a Haitian, a black man. Like it's painted. And then a third time, you see him again. And it does kind of remind you of the tarot card um but it's it's passed before you even you know can really react you're you're kind of shocked okay do you do anything um yes i'm gonna i'm probably walking beside donna and um i'll i'll probably um kind of elbow her a little bit and say there's a really strange looking man following us following i look do i see and i i can i kind of i don't really obviously point but i kind of want to indicate his direction you see donna a crowd of people quite a large crowd of people so it's it's difficult to see what she's pointing at. You know. He a very large man in a top hat, long coat. Very strange looking man. I didn't see anybody like that. I'll, I'll certainly I'll continue to keep an eye out out for him, but but anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think of all this? I mean, the men hardly ever let us get a word in. I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm a little frightened myself. What are, what are I don't really I don't really know what's going on. I I can't even really understand why I'm here, actually. Um and you know, like if Jack is missing, why was he not reported missing? Um you know what were we doing out in the forest? I mean, it's all very odd. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a sinking feeling that that Dad didn't want James to be reported. I mean, why, why not just contact the authorities here? Why hire private investigators and come out here himself? Right? Like, yeah, I, I, I. I I have a feeling that that you're right. I think that there's something more going on about his particular business, perhaps. 
So as you were walking along, um, the rest of you do notice one thing. You are obviously being watched as strangers. Um, there are people in doorways that might be standing there smoking their cigarettes <laughs> that have got their eyes on you. Um, after a bit of time, it feels a little oppressive, like, you know, you're, you're under scrutiny. Um, I'd have you do one more uh, spot hidden check now that you've become noted. You've noticed that. 39 is a pass. Okay. Um, Anyone else? Not a fumble, but a fail. Okay. Uh, Donna, you might notice this, but Dirk, you notice it a little sooner. There are a couple men in uniforms that are trying to follow you and watch what you guys are doing and seem nonchalant, but they kind of stick out like sore thumbs. Like uh, police? Like oh, you're guessing, military. you're guessing O and I. Yeah. The Naval Intelligence. I'm going to whisper to Amy, um, if that man on the top hat's following us, so is, so is the, uh, the military. It seems oh. like they let us go to see where it is. So, yeah, the the the, the guy I saw did not look military. Um, he he looked like a like a, a native person to the island. Uh. Yeah, if, if, like, if uh, you look over, if you look over your left shoulder, there's two men there. I think they're definitely navy types. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Hey, what are you gals on about? We're, <clears throat> well, I think the military is following us. Like the guys that we woke up with? Yeah. Not them specifically, but, you know. All right, all right. Can you see them now? I just keep walking normal. Yeah, back behind us to the left. Okay. I gotta tie my shoe. I'm gonna stoop down to tie my shoe. You know, came undone. Maybe light up a smoke, turn my head a little bit, and see if I can. What I you, see. Uh, one thing you note, uh, guy, is that the roads in this area aren't really paved. They're you know, it's they're dirt streets. Um, and it it rains a lot in Haiti. Uh, this is actually the drier part of the town, but the ground's a little muddy, so you realize your shoes are a little scuffed and dirty. So, so I'm yeah, wiping, getting some of the mud off of there. But as I'm doing that, I'm using that as an excuse to look over there without being obvious. You know? Yeah, you can you can see them. They're definitely trying to stay far enough back to where you don't notice them, but they're they're keeping their eyes on you. Hmm. Let's enjoy the view here. For is there a nice view anywhere? Maybe a, a a hill that we can get up on top of, and maybe we can see out onto the ocean. Port-au-Prince is pretty flat, but uh, it's completely surrounded by mountains covered in jungle. Okay. All right. Um, 
Let's keep going with, keep an eye on those guys. What are your, what are your all's thoughts? I don't like this. You want to take care of them? No. Well, hold, hold on. As much as I would like to teach well, them a lesson, you can't just go and assault the military guys. That causes all sorts of problems. But yeah, you'd be surprised what you could get away with in a place like this. Yeah, you know, vacation prison. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, don't get me wrong. The, the be, what are you the, thinking? The United States is occupying this entire island. Where I'm not interested go? in poking the hornet's nest by. Yeah, that's treason. By actively attacking military men, but. We could uh, give them a glance to let them know we see them and uh, give them an intimidating glare. We are heading to the embassy. I don't know if that's a good idea because if they don't know that we see them, I think that's the I think that's for the best because we might because we can see them right now. We know where they are, but if we sort of give them the idea that we're onto them, then they might tighten up their act a little bit. I mean, they're going to be all around the embassy. We're heading there anyway, so why does it matter? Just look innocent. And you know what? This, this, this might actually be good for us. Because if the military is watching us, that means if some freak jumps out wearing a, a mask and a knife trying to attack us or whatever this barren business is, we've got, we've got officials not too far away. All right. So you move on a little bit for, forward, and you get closer to the embassy. You can see it. You uh, you go up the steps and uh, into the building. Uh, it's a nice, nice-looking building, colonial style. Um, there's like a uh, you know a reception desk or whatever. There's a man standing there behind it. Um, yes, good morning. Can I help you? He says, yeah, well, he looks at you and, and says, uh, uh, Americans? Yeah. <clears throat> says, uh, yeah, so he speaks to you in English. Um, he says, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, we're looking for some information about uh, another American who came here before us. Um, but we're, uh, we're trying to tie in with him, and uh, we've lost contact. Uh, and he would have some business with the embassy? We're not sure. We're just trying to uh, explore all our all our angles and be thorough. Um, is do you have any records of any uh, interactions with uh, other American nationals here recently that we could maybe look through? That's what we're here for. That's all that we do is re is interact with why American. Are, why are we nationals. being so coy? We're 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 looking for somebody named Jack Sterling. Jack Sterling. Um, moment. Try the he, first uh, two weeks of October. He starts going through his stuff, and he says, uh, "I, I, I don't have I, I don't have any record of uh, Jack Sterling. There's, I have information concerning uh, Mr. James Sterling and his family." Um, oh, yeah. Is well, that the what, same what family? Continue. Well, I have an order from Major Medwin of the ONI not to allow Mr. Sterling 
and his family to leave the island. Okay. Did he give a reason why? He didn't, but he is the military, you know, governor. So uh, uh, he probably has some business. If you'd like, I can have him come and talk with you. Uh, that's all right. That won't be necessary. We appreciate your time. Yes, of course. Enjoy your day. Oh, and uh, do you have a telegram I can use? Uh, there is a post office if you'd like to send a telegram. Yes, I'll head over there shortly. All right, so you step outside. Are we all out together out here? Yes. <clears throat> As we feared, Jack was... didn't come here officially. I'd like you also to do a spot hidden as you're outside. When I say that Jack didn't come here officially, I'm turning to Mr. Sterling with like a like a <clears throat> knowing glance. And then I glance at like his jacket pocket. 57 is a Hard. success. I got I an extreme. I got an extreme. Oh, Amy. I also got a hard. Okay. Um, the streets are not empty. There are people everywhere in town. There, there are mostly whites in this area, but there are also a lot of Haitian children and uh, families and things like that. Um, Amy, you notice it first, and James, you also notice it. You, you think the children are playing in the street which is one of those things that I'm getting kids play in the street, you know. And then you notice that some of the kids have hammers and they seem to be kneeling down in the street and hitting something on the ground uh, with their hammers. They also seem to be kind of in a line going away from you. What's going on there? I I I don't know. Are they very far away? Like are they close enough that I could walk They're over acro across the street? I I'm gonna walk over and see if I can see what they're hitting. Okay. As soon as you start walking towards them and they look up and see you, they run away. Okay. Well if they run then I'll stop. <laughs> You look down and you, you see what you think might be Guy's footstep in the soft ground. And they've been driving nails into it. All you see is the top of the nail, but there are pull one up and I, it's it's a it's a nail. Just a standard nail. Yeah. Well, this might be some kind of uh, superstition. And you, you said it looks like Guy's footstep? Well, yeah, when I mentioned that he was kind of making a footstep in the mud. Okay, so it's probably we were cursed or whatever by this baron, so they're probably taking precautions or whatnot. Some some bullshit. Do any of you have a cult? I do. I mean... Got the base 5%. <laughs> I'm not 27 wrong. is a success on both the I cult fell. and anthropology. Okay. So Donna, 
seems to you that having read some stuff in your in your studies, people used to drive nails into the footsteps of people they suspected to be witches. Are we? Is but is there a reason? Like, is there a reason why? Well, it's like, do, an old. Do I recall it, a reason? It's it's to nail them down. They 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 believe that witches were, you know, spirits of evil, and that there there are all sorts of little weird things about magical, you know, things that you can nail them to the ground that you can pin them into their chairs with scissors underneath the chairs. And it's an old superstition, one that even, you know, Americans had at one time. So it it seems that people here think that our private detective here is a witch. Or a spirit or a ghost or a monster. A spirit, a ghost, something, something not human anyway, or evil. This is to uh, pin you to the earth. They've driven nails you can see into all of your footprints. All of our footprints. I feel like there were spirits or ghosts, which is... Any of you feeling a little sluggish? (laughs) (laughs) This is something that we talked to that uh, tarot reader about. I think she might know a little bit, at least enough to explain... Yeah, or they might just run away screaming. She might not talk to us. She might feel some sort of evil vibe off of us and cast us out. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, there's only one way to find that out. And remember, keep writing down the time. Right. Well, I'm going to go see if I can send out a telegram. Okay. Are you going to go do that while they're going to the uh, fortune teller? Mm, no, I, I want to be there for the fortune teller. So you all want to walk to the post office? Yeah, and the bank, because we need more funds. Okay. Well, we'll just wanna... say that in the course of the next half hour, you hit the bank and the uh, the telegram. Right. What do you and want I'm to able to get us. I want to reach out to my secretary. And let them know, like, you know, still in Haiti. I'm okay. Uh, I plan to be here for a few more days. Please send a message back if uh, there's anything urgent or any information about my son. Okay. So you send that off. All right. So you're going to move towards down the street towards the. uh, Uh, How much money did we actually get by any chance? How much did you get? Well, not a thousand. Yes. Okay. So when you ask for a thousand, um, they tell you that's not a problem, except that they don't have that much. Uh, it'll take them a couple days, but they'll be able to get it. Uh, okay, so have, what can they give me? Do you have an address? They can inform you when they have the money. And uh, uh, Yes, and I'll say the hotel we're staying at. Okay. However... Can they give me half up front or whatever they can up front? Uh, roll, roll a six-sided dice. Six-sided dice, okay. Three. They're able to give you $300. There you go. 
And remember, this is 1930, so 300. It's a lot, is yes. A lot of money. I understand. You know, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I so guess. now you've you've technically now got 600. I've emptied the bank. Can we have a quick discussion about why it is that the Sterling family is being essentially sequestered on this island? I don't know, but I I feel that it wasn't the staff of the hotel who went through our rooms. Oh. Yeah, it might have been the military. Right? We were confused why they didn't take anything of value. Right. So it wasn't for a criminal intent, but just... Oh, and to... I types. They were looking for something. Ah. Well, it looks like they found something because they took it away. I'm going to pull Guy aside and say, if it was the military, they would have found out that Sterling was possible. Oh, no, wait. But we just found out that he was investigated by them before, didn't we? We didn't actually have any evidence that he was. Well, criminal. so he, ha he has been or perhaps continues to be investigated for this. I feel like this might have something to do with that. Yeah, okay, never mind. I thought we had evidence that he was a criminal because then that would indicate that, like, if they found that, they would probably just, like, arrest him, right? We didn't find anything in our possession. Yeah, yeah. This activity, but this, that would be one potential explanation of why they're being investigated. Or that, or that they're being investigated is why they can't leave. Well, they lean in and whisper to each other. I lean in and whisper to the boss. It's a good thing they didn't find that manifest, eh? Derek, I got a question. I don't know what you're talking about. What's up? <laughs> now giggle. Since we are currently in the employ, the employ of these men, um, what do you think about laying our cards on the table and telling them our suspicion of why they're being sequestered here? Guy, you're my moral center. Whatever you think's best, I'll go with it. Okay. Um... James, come here. Sure. Look around. All right, I've got a theory about why you're being essentially held hostage on this. Mm hmm. Well, might that be Mr. Randall? Well, tell. when the uh, Shaw investigator outfit uh, takes on clients, it's standard operating procedure to do a background check of sorts on who we're working with. Sure. My chain of command discovered some allegations that, um, that you and your outfit are or potentially have been engaged in illicit arms sales. Um, and it looks like the government of the United States of America is looking at you through the lens of a charge of treason. Well, I'm still here, Mr. Randall, and there have always been allegations against successful businessmen such as myself. We don't beat them every time. I don't, uh, I don't have a dog in this fight. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, they're just allegations. Correct. I firmly believe in innocent until proven guilty but 
Do you think that might have something to do with why the why an armed branch of the United States government is uh, not allowing you to leave this island? Or it could be that they're still trying to figure out what's going on because there was an armed a conflict with guns being discharged. And a wealthy man like Mr. Sterling found wandering around in the hills. Then the none is, of us retaining our memory for days. But if they're investigating this case and trying to find out what happened, and it's important that we stay here to provide them some potential information or evidence, don't you think that they would have informed us or asked us first uh, to stay in the area while they conclude the investigation? They said nothing to us. Well, they didn't have to say anything. But we asked them specifically, are we being detained on their compound? And they said no. On the compound, sure. We're being detained on on the island. That's my girl. Seems a little shifty. It's quite obvious they think we're going to be able to lead them to something. I mean, yeah, they're. I mean, they're following us around. Mr. Randall, I think we've both come to the understanding that we're on each other's side here. We're pals. I'll pat them on the back. I just want to find my son, right? You're going to help me. Right. I am going to help you. I am on your side. I just I just don't like the long arm of the government reaching out to us like this. It just feels shifty to me, James. Evan, this, uh, might, this might be a good thing. If the uh, think about it this way, if the Navy is following us, maybe they took Jack. They know we're going to follow Jack. Right. Because that's the only thing that we're guaranteed to do, no matter what. Right. So he might still be alive. They're hiding him from us, waiting for us to pursue him, which they know we're going to do. For what purpose? Probably. Is is this some kind of social experiment? Probably to dig up their tampered with their brains, Dirk. That's what I'm saying, though, is that just this isn't a normal situation. I mean, that they are restricting your freedom of movement to even go back home and saying nothing to you. They know more than they're letting on, and they're specifically hiding that from us. Just be aware of it. There's, I don't know if there's anything actionable that we can do right now about that, but just keep that in the back of your head. Of course. We're well, just going to have to keep finding clues. What are, what are, I mean, actionable. What do, you, what do you even think that we can do? Well, what I'm saying is we don't have it's, any hard evidence or facts uh, proving these suspicions, so we can't. And, really and if we do, if we find them, what are we going to do about that then? They run this island. It's sure. a military dictatorship, and we're in the middle of it. Right, but it depends on what we find. What I'm saying is these are suspicions, and let's gather some facts to find out more about this. I just... I don't... I, I don't... Facts, suspicions, what more do you want to know? What's going on? They won't let us leave, and they're following us. And I want to know why. And that's why you... Look, I get paid to figure out why things happen and what's right. Going. And you, uh, you just earned yourself a spot bonus. Have fifty dollars, uh, Randall. For what? Good job done. 
Thank well, you for being honest and sharing. Uh, you can pay me when the job's done. So yourself? Excuse me. <laughs> I'll give the money to Dirk. All right. It's a matter of principle. I haven't finished the job. Are you guys walking as you're talking? Sure, but we need to figure out where we would be walking. I believe yeah, he we pulled didn't... me aside to, in a private Yeah, I don't way. think we were actually Alcove. walking. We didn't state anything. Pulled him aside. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps that up. Are we going to go to visit uh, Marie Jerome? I think we should. Good idea. Show her the tarot card we found in our bathroom. Or should we? You look at... Well, I'd like to confirm if it was part of a matching set. No, that's that's not what I mean. If, If our... Brilliant for a spot bonus private detective is so worried about why the naval intelligence is following us. Why lead them anywhere? Yeah, in fact, uh, I was going to suggest maybe shouldn't, while we... shouldn't some of us shouldn't some of us go somewhere of no importance while one or two slip away and go to the tarot card reader? I don't know if we have time to play these games with Jack missing. And if we're split up and one or more of us passes out again and loses that time. Do a a general idea rule, and it's just a general observation as you're walking. Maybe you don't even need to do it at all. Well, I mean, we we haven't blacked out in a while. No, you've seen your, you know, walking around, getting a little bit of a look at Port-au-Prince. There is definitely the colonial part, which is mostly European. And then there's the rest of it, which is native and far more rundown. Um, Right where you are right now, those ONI guys can kind of blend. But there's a lot of places in Port-au-Prince that if you go, they will stand out like sore thumbs because everybody will be black and everybody will be dressed in they won't be dressed in military uniforms and is the tarot reader in an area that is more run down um she's kind of on the edge it gave her address in the newspaper i think oh then have the address we can head into the more rundown area and then loop back yeah we go in there we we take some zigzags yeah. And uh, shake the tail. Exactly. Okay. So looking at your map, you kind of see the way that you want to go. And uh, it takes you maybe 15 or 20 minutes of walking. Um, and you don't see the ONI following you into that area. Um, as you go along... Uh, you finally start approaching the address and you realize that what is at that address is the Boulangerie Saint-Pierre, um, the bakery. We got the right place, right? It's the address from the newspaper. Just go in and they ask. Can, they can well, I noticed that the address on the newspaper, the address on the newspaper was different than the address on the your notes guy. If I if I recall correctly, yeah. Um, 
I don't remember what the handout read, but um, I read thirty-five. Wrote down like thirty-five. Uh, Rue, it's eighty-seven. Oh, is... Rue, Makaju. Yeah, and on the newspaper it said thirty-five. Well, are there any like things hanging outside of this bakery, like weird voodoo? No, what you do notice is that uh, the both this side and the other side of the building have different addresses. Oh, so um, do we see 35 on the other side? The yeah, 35 is the other side. The bakery is this side. Okay. Well, They're that solves that building. problem. All right. So, you go up to the you're going to go to the bakery side or around to the back, the alley. Going to the alley. All right. Yeah, $50 to spend. I'll go to the That's bakery. That's a lot of money. Don't uh you can buy out the entire bakery. So you go around to the back. You do see a you know a, a palm on the wall, and you see a, a little graphic of cards, and you know uh, Madame Marie, uh, Jerome, a fortune teller, uh, at a door. You do. As you approach, the door is open because it's still hot. Oh, wow. um, you look inside, and it's it's just like a short corridor, maybe oh ten feet going in with rooms on either side. Uh, but there is a foldy board about halfway down the uh, the hallway, uh, pointing to the uh, to the door. Hmm. Um, you go towards the door. Uh, who's going to open the door? Is it I will. It's knock. it's it's closed. Yeah, you can knock. Um, all right, you knock at the door, and after a moment, when you knock at the door, there is a strange noise. Um, sounds like parrots screaming. Um, it makes quite a noise, and you hear, "Ah, oh, hush down, my little darlings!" And uh, the door opens, and a a woman. Um, she is a Haitian. Uh, very dark skin. Uh, she uh, she's rather plump. She's dressed in sort of a frilly. Uh, I mean, you'd almost think of it as a costume. Uh, it's a little exaggerated. She has gold jewelry all over her fingers, and uh, she looks at you, and you can see the inside of her room has you know banners hung on the walls and. Uh, colorful things, and there's rattan furniture, and there are parrots hanging from the ceiling in cages. And she looks up at you and she says, oh, you've come back so soon. Um, did you change your mind? You want to have a reading after all? Is this a good time? Of course. Okay. Um, she invites you in. You've got a few, few more questions. Uh, do you mind if I have a seat? Of course. Please. And she goes around and sits down behind her uh, her table. She says, um, "Were you were you able to uh, find out the information that you asked me about?" I don't think so. In she looks fact, at you quizzically. To level with you. Um, Have you been reading the newspapers lately? 
Oh, I occasionally read the newspapers. You might have seen a story about uh, some Americans in the hills west of town. A few days ago. That's right. Well, we were tied up in that mess. The strangest thing happened, madame. None of us have any memory of the last several days at all. Really? Um, and what about, what about your friend? Uh, one of us? I well, I mean, the rather handsome man that was with you the last time. Jack? Uh, I don't know what his name was. No. I, I, we, I don't remember anything like that. Our brains are all fucked. So what did he look like besides handsome? Was he Caucasian? Well, yes, he was a white man. An American. Okay. Um, how about how old? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I'd say, you know, maybe in his... Uh, I don't know very well. You all have baby faces. Okay, so before we go much further, I don't want to try your patience, but do you mind if we go go back to when we first visited you, and could you do your best to recount what we were asking about? Of course, about? of course. You, you were asking me about voodoo and about various things. I, I told you that I'm not really an expert, that you wanted to go... Uh, the probably the the person who could answer your question the best, since he is uh, white like you, was uh, Doctor Northeast. Um, he's an anthropologist. Um, uh, you 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 know asked me various things. I suggested you have a, a reading, but you at the time you said that you weren't really interested. Um. But I, I do giving... sense I do sense there's something about you. Somebody so, uh, said something to us about a baron. Baron uh Lacroix. Baron Lacroix. Yes. Baron Samedi. Uh, who who is this figure? Oh, that's um, that's part of the voodoo beliefs. He's a one of the Loa. He is in charge of uh, the gateway between life and death. A uh, very popular, very popular spirit that people in voodoo worship. Does he have a specific mark that he oh, puts yes, on people? Yes, yes. Oh, what is well, it? He has a he has a very specific. Well, I mean, I I don't have any examples. There are there are people in town that might be able to answer that. You can talk to Doctor uh, Doctor Northeast. I'm sure he'll have information on that. There's probably also information in the library. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, why not get a reading, Sean? Excellent. Oh yeah. Um. Do you still have that card you found? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll uh I'll produce it for my suit. Um I found this card, madam, but um 
I admit that I, I found it under some very strange circumstances. You know, I'm not really so much sure how much I believe in magic and, and voodoo and all this shit. But uh, I, I thought I heard like a, like a noise or something in the bathroom. And I went over there. I searched it. I opened a cabinet. There was nothing in. But when I closed it, this, this card was stuck in the hinges. It was, uh, it was in reverse. When, when she sees it, she, she sort of looks very surprised and she says this this is some sort of perversion she crosses herself she says i this 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 should be gotten rid of why it's it's i i don't know it's extremely strange i i find it offensive I, I apologize. I well, it seems don't to like be a, thing either. It seems to be a mockery of, of the, the death card. But a, a very, very frightening and bizarre version of it. Well, uh, what do you make of uh, Chan's story? Um, it seems to have inexplicably appeared before him out of I, air. I, I I don't know what to make of it. You well, you seem to have something haunting you. Uh, perhaps we should we should do a reading. And uh do a reading for a group or do you need to do reading as an individual like for an individual? Well, it's it should be for an individual. What about you, Sean? You're the one who found the card. This shit really spooks me, but if you guys want me to do it, I mean, what what you, what's the you, symbolism of an upside down death? Well, it depends on. Let's let's do this properly. Um, she reaches into the she pulls out her tarot deck. Um, which is a, a classic tarot deck, and she uh, she rifles through it, and uh, she finds the death card, and she lays it on the table face up, and then she asks you to take the uh, the rest of the deck, and to mix it up. Uh, it needs your energy infused, but because you this very strange card has shown up. Um, will do that so you hand her back the deck and she's she's laid down um the death card and you set upside down yeah yeah so she lays it on the table and she says this this first position is called your past and it represents it represents something that's already happened to you uh this is where you are coming from this is what you have already experienced. Um, she looks at it and she says it, it represents inertia and a lack of hope. Um, you seem to have come to an impasse and your mental strain is very great. Uh, she says you've been very confused and you don't know what to do. And I feel that you have lost something or someone very important to you, but you've found a way to cope with it. 
Now, the cards, the cards don't have intrinsic meaning in and of themselves. They mean something to you. So when I say these things, you have to put that into context within your own mind. The next card is the present. And uh, this is where you are right now, both physically and in your state of mind. And she flips it over and it is the devil also upside down. She says the devil inverted is actually a good thing. Uh, you've regained some clarity and insight and your intellect is trying at last to dominate your your uh, intuition and your feelings. Um, but it's a it's a bit confusing this card. In one sense, your intellect gives you great power and the spiritual energy of multiple people. However, if you instead trust your intuition and your feelings, you might lose that energy. So I need to trust my intellect and not my emotions? Yes, to be, to be safe. Now, the third card, this one represents where you will soon find yourselves, where you will have to make decisions of great importance with profound consequences. And she flips that card over. And it is Le Pindu, the hanged man, and he's also upside down. So she says, the hanged man inverted um now this card represents a sense of selfishness and egotism uh in order to succeed you must ignore false prophecies prophets you have to let go of your fears and not to be afraid to make sacrifices even self-sacrifice uh for the greater good i can sense that you are seeking someone and it is this person who has caused your current predicament. He may have to be let go. In what sense? I can't say. If you are going to achieve what you came to Haiti to accomplish, you may have to give up something about yourself in order to succeed. Now, the next card represents... Uh, the thing that is the obstacle in your path uh, that you need to um you need uh, in order to achieve your objectives um but success can only be guaranteed if this obstacle is dealt with and she turns that card and it is the ten of wands upside down also she says this would represents treachery and loss you have deceived yourselves about something and the deceit will bring about your downfall i sense that you must be honest in order to defeat your enemy you must come to terms with your own lies and the final one is if you obtain if you overcome your obstacle this will be your outcome 
Ten of Swords. And this one's right side up. She says, this is difficult. Though the worst things will have passed, you'll have pain and anguish. You will be at a very, very low point. But as they say, the only way left is up. A great good can be accomplished. There will be a desertion. But that desertion brings truth. And the truth opens the possibility to future success. A difficult reading. Uh, I hope yeah. I hope that it makes sense for you, though. It's uh, a bit baffling, but I, I, I think... I think I get what you're saying. Man, this shit is weird. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I think that you should burn that card. I agree. I, I wanted to, honestly, as soon as I found it, the only reason I didn't is because I wanted to show it to a specialist because I didn't know what it meant. Is there anything that we could... <clears throat> learn more about this card if we speak to the anthropologist? Should we save it for him? Well, there are, I mean, you could find a mambo, um, a what? Voodoo, voodoo person, uh, who might be able to answer more of that. There are quite a few of them around. But you said this card is offensive, right? I mean, if I show it to them, they might get mad at us. I I don't know. This is this is very strange. But actually, that symbol on the hat of the card is the symbol for Baron Samadhi, Baron Lacru. He has many names, Baron Le Criminal, um, Baron Saturday. So what I marked the card, huh? What does it mean to be marked by this baron? I, I don't know. We got to ask that doctor about that. Okay. Well, thank you, madam. Uh, this is very um, enlightening. And I'll, I'll get up and stand by the door. I'll tear. Is there any. Is there anything else before we leave that you might tell us about the our friend who is traveling with us? Anything at all? Nothing. I don't know who he was or what his name was. Okay. Thank well, you. maybe the uh, doctor would know. Perhaps. Next, then. Hold on. As we're going to, uh, before we leave, are there windows? Here. Not in this room, but there are windows farther uh, outside the door. I'm going to um, look out all the windows and see if those men are around. Oh, yeah, you don't see the O&I guys. Okay. All right, so by this time, it's, it's mid-afternoon. Um... You step outside, and um, the sense that people are watching you 
becomes much stronger. So now you're coming out of a fortune teller's place. What was your, what was your intention? By the way, you're also very hot and sweaty by this point in the day. Or shall we pay a visit to the anthropologist? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Maybe we uh, cool off and get some lunch first. Is there a uh, L- you know Ladenis or whatever here? <laughs> right behind a big Ladenis. La <laughs> well, there's a boulangerie. You can get bread and pastries. And- oh, I don't want lingerie. I, I got I got enough underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sure. Yeah, there's a place to eat. Um, you uh, you you pick probably a European place to eat because it's safer. Um, all right. So um, while you're sitting there, what would you guys like to discuss or talk about? That reading was pretty crazy, wasn't it? There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Does anybody have any crazy ideas? Crazy is an interesting word. Well, for one, if we we're going to go off that fortune reading, it sounds like uh, made it sound like we're going to have to let Jack go. At least that's what it sounded like it was implying. No way. We're, we yeah. came here for I, Jack. I've been... He... I mean, what if, uh, I mean, what if he is just gone, and this is how all... could you just abandon your brother like that, Donna? It's a much abandoned him. Abandoned him. Abandoned him. Yes, we're gonna keep looking. He's the one who abandoned me. What makes you say that? It's too early. It's it's too early to make any of these calls. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's not. Even outcomes before we have any good reason to. Even with we that didn't... in mind, we still got to keep trying to find him. We can't just give up, but I just felt I should, you know, share that interpretation. Another important thing that was on there is that we need to be, we need to be honest with each other. And uh, you know what? <sighs> this shit is really weird, but if we're going to be honest to succeed, <laughs> I I need to tell you guys something. We're all on the same team. <sighs> I, I haven't even told you this yet, Mr. Sterling. I plan on doing this when you and I were alone, but... What's going on? I, I remember something. It's the only thing I remember. And whenever I think about it, my head... Uh, it just... It, I remember that there's something dark and festering hidden in the depths of a pit and it once it wanted me dead, but I don't remember what it is. But we, we need whatever that thing is. I, I just have this terrible sense that if we don't find it again and destroy it, that many people are gonna die. I, I know that sounds crazy, but that's that's all I remember. And whenever I think about it, it uh, are you are you saying this while you're you sat down for lunch? Yeah. Okay. Just as you are saying that, the waiter comes up to you and he looks at you quizzically and says, uh, bon, 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 I don't know what good afternoon is in French, damn it. 
bonsoir. Uh, bonsoir. Um, Salut. Can I take your order? Sure. Sorry about that. We were discussing some book that we all read. Um, and at that moment, you are suddenly back in Sterling's room in the hotel, sitting uh, on the bed, get. looking at each other. All right, we're really looking forward to that coffee. I, what's the last? Do I feel hungry? Um, Can I smell coffee on my breath? You don't you feel, feel hungry. You don't feel hungry. I um, wanted to know you ate something. You can puke. Well, what's the last note I took? Um, I don't know what's the last note that you took. <laughs> All right, yeah, it would have been just after the... the but board. you sat down to eat right around 2.30, we'll say. Uh-huh. It's four o'clock. Wow. Um, wow. So when that lady said that, you know, with the upside down devil that we were in control in the present, does that mean when we're not in control, some devil's possessing us? No, that's true. That's far too literal of an interpretation, I think. Or something else is possessing us. No, it's, it, if you look, it, it's, it's, do you never listen to anybody? She was on this far. It's metaphorical. Dad. Okay, princess, why don't you explain it to everyone here? There is something instinctual, emotional that is intruding and derailing our lives, and we have to keep that in check with our intellect. If you want to interpret the blackout, these fugue states in that way, I think that's far more productive than thinking that we're being possessed by some kind of devil. Something is reminding us of something, and our brains are shutting us down in an instinctual manner to try to protect us. Like that's what? that's the conflict. I like think. Sean the said, card hints at anything. Should have kept my mouth shut. No, I mean we no. could test it. What, could that say was it again. for the that was the obstacle, right? That was the lies. That's a separate. That was a separate card. Our yeah. present, our present selves are sharply divided between an intellect that is confused and disoriented that does not know what is going on and an instinctual emotional side that takes over and does things. We don't know exactly what that side is doing or what it, it knows, what it's protecting us from, but we need to reorient ourselves. Ourselves need to get back in control. I can't believe we're taking this fraud seriously. No, but listen, listen, Dirk, I think Donna is onto something. Uh, and, and what she's saying lines up exactly with the notes that I was taking that Marie was talking to us about. So think about it. Every time, I've got feelings like that too. Weird, guttural, fearful images, okay? But when I think about them too much, this happens. Yeah, it's the same for me. Several times. It just happened with us when, when Sean was dealing with that himself. I, 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 I can't for sure put my finger on it, but there's, I think there's something to this, to what Donna, what Donna is saying. So is it a matter of, um, 
if we are presented with um, something that happened to us, not that we're trying to recall it, but we pr- are presented with it, then would we would we remember more? It's 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 repression. It's 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 a Freudian dilemma. He he discusses. I'm getting blank blank stares from all of you. I see that you're uh, not as all well read as I would have hoped. But when he when Freud laid out a, a theory on trauma, where if you think of it as a series of numbers like one, two, three, four, the trauma blots out one of the numbers, so it goes one, two, four, one, two, four. And the neurotic, the person with the psychological problem, keeps returning to this break. They keep trying to find three, but three has been buried. It's been suppressed into the subconscious, no longer accessible to the conscious mind. There's a three probably out in that jungle. We found a three, something with the John thinks it's a, a pit. Something's down there that wants to hurt him, wants to hurt other people. But that's it, that there's this idea but there's a there's a void there in our minds and it seems whenever we go around we slip into this abyss and the subconscious asserts itself and we find ourselves up in in a room listen donna i love my mother but it's platonic okay i'm not into any of that freudian shit bob i'm going to write down what time we regain consciousness okay um so may May I go down to the front desk and ask them if they could remember what time we arrived back at the hotel? Um, yes. Yeah. I thought you meant what time you checked in. Or No, no. Like, we had this break in time, and so right. I was thinking maybe they might know what time we All arrived right. back. Yeah. Sure. So you, uh, you leave the room. Uh, you go down the hall, down the stairs, and you go up to the concierge desk. Um, uh, we may help you. Um, yes, I, I'm, I'm very sorry. Um, um, I was wondering, uh, do you remember what time I arrived back at the hotel? Oh, but you, you only arrived uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes ago. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, did I did I appear okay? Well, you came walking in and uh, went up the stairs. Um, you, you didn't notice anything odd or strange about myself? No. No, no. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much. I, I apologize for the strange questions. Of course. And I'll you go back up. Head back up. Tom, I th- a couple of us want to take maybe a couple minute break. Sure. Five minute break. Five minute break. You got it. I'm going to go pee too. Everybody brush up on your Freud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Freud? The toilet. What's that? That's the guy who wanted is, this to This is This is cutting right? edge stuff. We're in the 30s. Five Um, so you guys are sitting there. Uh, you've decided. Oh, what What have you decided you would like to do? Well, we've only. I want to talk to this doctor northeast. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah, I mean, actually, what I really want to do is just drift off into the ocean and let myself drown. But I should probably talk to Doctor Northeast. 
Very willful. <laughs> Mercurial, even. That's a spot bonus. Um, well, before we do that, um, let's just tie up this conversation that we've been having. And we should agree to try to stick to an analytical mindset here, uh, <clears throat> not get too tied up in letting our emotions and our potentially repressed memories uh, get the best of us. Um, and so I think that might help us avoid further incidents of blacking out and losing time. But I don't want this to dissuade anybody like uh, Sean from telling the truth and sharing things. Uh, again, I think Donna was right that those were separate, separate things. One problematic, one helpful. Right. Who is carrying the two unclaimed pistols? Did no one claimed them? Yeah, be in a knapsack somewhere. So, um, if if I could pick up one of the thirty eights, that would be. By all means, Amy, if you good. want to take it. Yes, you gotta gotta keep yourself safe. Mister Sterling, are you comfortable with your daughter carrying a firearm? Oh, yes, Donna can handle a firearm. Yeah, I know how to shoot. Okay. So, I think a 38. My kind of girl. Stay so, the PIs, <laughs> the, P, the PIs and I have the 45s, and Sterling and the women have the 38s. Sure. Okay. Call me a woman. <laughs> Sterling and the women. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could. <sighs> All right. Let's go see this doctor before the sun sets. We probably don't have that much. I mean, do we want to try and avoid the military or? Oh, yeah. You know what we should do before we go out? Let's peek out the windows and see if we see those guys outside. Do a spot hidden. I rolled a 15 under 60. So that's extreme. A, a Can't pass a spot in. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of them at the <laughs> cafe on the corner uh, sitting there staking you guys out. Son of a I recommend we go out the back of the hotel, not the front entrance. Well, can we look out a back window as well? They might have the place surrounded. Um. Yeah, I'll say that down the hallway there's a, a window looking out the back, you know, down the, the lobby hallway. Um, you look out there, you don't see anybody. All right. Uh, it's kind of a back alley. Which direction we're trying to head to talk to the anthropologist? Maybe we can duck out the back. And just... You see that the anthropologist lives quite a ways um from where you are um, on the edge of um, on the edge of Port-au-Prince, you know, where the Port-au-Prince sort of starts to fade into the jungle. Um, it's not in a good area, uh, uh, but you will be have you will have to go through the middle of downtown. Well, it's not much of a downtown, but well, um, 
there are other things in the middle of the downtown. The 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 embassy was in that direction, and this oh, might God, be like yes. twice twice as far as the, the libraries there, the various you know. You think the hospital is somewhere near there too? That you were like, at the military compound. Well, even if it's a more rough area, we're all armed, and that means if it's a rough area, it's a lot easier for us to get these dogs off of us. Sure. What's so, the uh, what's the verdict on open carry? Is it are guns legal here? Or are they like frowned upon? Probably um, problematic for Haitians, but. White, yeah, white Europeans are not usually white. White Americans or Europeans are not hassled about yeah. them. American, oh, yeah, okay. American gun laws are pretty lenient to begin with in the period, and especially out here in a military-occupied place, I feel like no one's going to bat an eye to a, a white guy a carrying a gun not to carry something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if we have if we have pistols on us, no one's going to fuck with us. Yeah, it's not like we're walking around with Thompsons or there's, there's also. Guns. There's also, you know, the Haitians are not exactly happy about the Americans. There have been rebel rebellions. We've already yeah. mentioned drawn upon us. I don't know that there's any advantageous reason to flaunt our weapons. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no reason to wave around a handgun, but, you know, keep it, keep that thing on you. Mm -hmm. I always got that thing on me. Before we all leave, I just want to show the rest of the party who may not know how to, how to assemble the shotgun, just in case shit hits the fan and someone who's good with it um, can't use it, just so everyone has the ability to make use of that tool. Okay. That's going to take you about a half an hour to do. Uh, so it's really about, it's about 5.30 when you decide to leave you're going to sneak out the back yeah. i think that's the sensible mm -hmm. thing to do and what okay. was uh today's date again the 30th thursday of october yep tomorrow's halloween totally normal don't worry about it is it yes oh yeah it might be like i don't know if haitians celebrate day of the dead couldn't tell you how if I know? Well, they seem to be. Going to make an anthropology roll? Sure. Because that's on November 10th, right? I failed. So. I mean, if, you know, basic anthropology, basic knowledge, they are all Catholic. So all, all Hollow's Eve is All Saints' Eve. The days after is All Saints Day and all. So they probably, as Catholics, they probably celebrate those. Well, if you're so buying into the holiday, but if you're buying into the mumbo jumbo, then maybe we should uh, try to get our business done and by when I, before when I, then. I thought the Day of the Dead was a was a Mexican tradition. Yeah, I think oh, it's in it, in it in May. As well. No, it's I also it was in November. It's, it's still around the same thing. They're, they're, they're all Catholic too. So it's it's really the All Saints Day. It's like a Catholic church. May is Cinco de Mayo. That's right. That's right. All right. So you guys sneak out the back. 
Um, there are a couple spots where you think you might get spotted, but you go carefully and quickly, keep to the shadows, um, move when you see the guys sipping their coffee or chatting no. with each other, and 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 you're you're past, you're you're gone. No need for stealth rolls. Right. So <clears throat> you you hug the edge of the roads and you you make your way into the center of town, and. Um, like I said, it's 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 rather nice European colonial architecture. Um, you see the National Library, uh, which is not a huge building, um, and then you go on. You can go on from there. Is there anything you wanted to do in the middle of town? It's getting kind of late. The library is probably either closed or about to close. Looks like it closes at six. Yeah, and it's already like. Basically, it's 530. 430. No, it's 430. 430? Oh, okay. Yeah. What would we look up? Voodoo. Uh mm, true. And I'm not I'm not a book guy, so <laughs> don't I'll look uh, towards don't... the two PIs. Let's go. Um it, it does look like that is what we were looking up in the library. Specifically, we were looking up oh, just a moment. The Ashanti I'm still, warrior. I'm still surprised that a guy knows how to read. Um we could look into these terms that you had written down. This uh, Shanti cult, floating horror, star pools, star pools, those sorts of things. I don't like the sound of a star some pool. kind of too close to a pit. Well, Sean, that's what I was thinking. You don't have to read anything if you don't want to. There Maybe are that's six for the best. There are six of you. You might be able to. I say we. I say we skip the library. Like, what are we going to learn there that we can't learn from this doctor guy? That's a good point. And uh, well, anyone knows, I don't know if we know, if we know information beforehand, we'll know if the doctor's trying to lie to us or not. Yes, I love that. I love that, Donna. Wow. So you're all going to go into the library? Yes. Okay. So oh, you go. You go into the library. Um, uh, it doesn't take you very long to realize that almost everything is almost everything is written in French. Um, but what specifically are you guys going to sort of you know, do different things, split up and look for different stuff? So I am going to honestly just stay by like the entrance lobby and looking out the windows just to keep an eye out for the uh, for the goons. Okay. So wants to look something up. Yeah, I'll be looking up some terms from the notebook. Which terms? Ashanti. Okay. Um, do uh, do a library roll. Of course. Uh, sixty-seven out of seventy. Okay. What you find is you find a couple of references. Ashanti. Um, are a people that live in uh, in North Africa. I think it's North Africa or South Africa. Um, it was a tribe of people. A lot of the slaves that uh, were, were taken from Africa uh, were from those tribes and their religion was brought with them. That's kind of the foundation of where uh, voodoo and voodoo came from. 
Um, what's Amy looking at? Um, I will take a look at uh, the star pools. Okay. Do a, a roll. Okay. No, not with a 91. Okay. You don't find anything in the star pools. Um, Donna. I am going to look at any reference to this floating horror, this right to a just seeing if there's any anthropological or religious surveys do a uh, a, a library role. O5 is an extreme success. Okay, you find instead a book. Um, it's a rather ponderous book, but um, it, it's probably your best bet. It's called um, the... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, it's called Africa's Dark Secrets. Written um, by a European white... Uh, yes, <laughs> you're familiar with the text. Nigel um, Blackwell. Uh, <laughs> uh, indeed, by Nigel Blackwell. And wow. when you uh, open up the book, you think that there is actually a bookmark inside of it. But what's inside of it is another tarot card. And it is also upside down. Well, that's that is oh. not death. Le Pendu, the hanged man. And it looks like it's a companion to that other card that you have. That was one of Sean's cards. That was the second, or that was the Number three. So we missed we missed the devil. Right? Yeah. Or am that, I tripping? Yeah, that was if third. you're if if you're doing a one-to-one -one mapping on the reading that we had. Yeah. The card. That's true. There's also the possibility that the card might be specific to the person who found it. Like it might have some particular meaning. Oh yeah. Well, uh, that's a good point, because there were six cards, right? Six of us. Or six cards. Well, Sean Five. found that one card. Oh, that card. Never mind. Uh, Sean found one card, and it was not part of his reading. He so death, didn't he? Yeah, death. Death was the first one. Yeah, she yeah. picked it out. Now, that that um, that hanged man you just got was that in reverse or was it? It was upside reverse. down. It was, it was okay. upside down. So just like in the reading, then. And the page in the book yes. that you are looking at when you've done that is this. Let's see, Africa's Dark Secrets, Nigel Blackwell. I had been warned earlier that the ceremony I now witnessed, although it had trappings of voodoo from the Congo, was in fact derived from rituals that were far older and ancient. The shaman, dressed in a grass costume that fully enclosed his body, 
and his face hidden behind a grotesque mask depicting a face with three eyes called forth to the spirits of an undersea island. There came frenzied naked dancers around him, his possessed followers. They moved with impossible rhythms. They had in their hands sharp-edged stones painted green and black. I thought they were symbols of something, but then the elders of the tribe came out and stood there as the young members gouged themselves to death with sharp stones. Into the fray stepped what was once a man and something else, his skin covered in black scales and his face not unlike that of Niguana. He sent shivers through my skin. It was not the unnatural angles that his body could achieve as he danced, rather his eyes, still human, still seeing as a human sees. And then an eye opened in his forehead, although it was not an eye, and I could see that the lizard man was host to something else, something that desired to be free of the vessel that was once a man's forehead. His third eye was the gateway to the unknown realms. I'm not sure that my mind would have accepted what was to occur next. My guide, Joma, thankfully dragged me from that awful savage place. And yet in the dark hours, in my hotel or in a bedroll under the stars, I imagined what I have seen if I waited to witness what the host might have become. And there are some notes in the margins. Some same ritual as described by B.M., same cult active in Port-au-Prince, sacred site, the SP. Senegal knows something about this cult. The handwriting is none of yours. What is, is Jack's first, first name? I'm sorry, what was your question? What is Medwin's first name? Lloyd, I believe. SP? Starpool? Maybe. Is it is this is this Jack's handwriting? It's not. So I guess that's the uh that's the horror. I write down the time. I wonder if this was if these notes were made by our missing seventh. Maybe. That might actually be a good place to stop it, unless you want to look something else up in the library. It's a, probably a really good and creepy place to, to stop it. I mean, that's a pretty major revelation right there. All right. Till next week. Uh, let's see. Our players included... Morgan Llewellyn, Sham Sabin, Alex Sun, Max Meltzer, Julian Arba, and Dan DePolis with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>